thing. This Streets and woods around my house were a perfect setting for fake mischief. I would spend all afternoon pretending I had run away and I had to live on my own. I would bring Toll House cookies and a sweatshirt and try to make a fire. I would sneak outside of our house at dusk with a pair of binoculars and search the streets for murderers. I created scenarios in my head that I always managed to escape from. Kidnap fantasies where I would wriggle free from the ropes. Fire fantasies where I would save my whole family and jump from my window into a snowbank. Drugstore robbery daydreams where I would find a way to connect with the troubled teen and get him to drop the gun. After school, I would eat ravenously and then hop on my pink huffy bike. The bike read cactus flower on the side. And as I coasted down the street, I would pretend I was being chased, riding fast and helmetless. I would look over my shoulder and pick a random car and decide it was filled with Russians. I would pedal furiously up to the edge of the woods and jump off my bike, stashing it in the bushes. And then I would pile leaves on top of me and lie very still, imagining how ridiculous those bad guys would feel when they realized they had walked right past me. Enemies had thick-tongued accents and fur hats. Do you see the girl? The small and scary boss would say, Yet. The big and dumb one would answer. I would pretend to wait until they were gone, and then jump out of the leaves to get into the business of delivering the microchip into the hands of Pat Benatar. The business of delivering the microchip into the hands of Pat
spent. Open up and try new things with someone you love. And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking.
And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking. Give me that pudding.
mind of the popular singer is beginning definitely to slip. And we get into the manic cycle, of which, as you know, there is an elated and a depressed point. Well, in the elated point, the singer is still very cheerful, but nothing they sing about makes any sense at all. And you get the, how's that again, type of song. These are frequently used for one-minute singing commercials.
your picture that you gave to me and it's signed with love just like it used to be the only thing different the only thing new i've got your picture she's got you i've got the records that we used to share and they still sound the same as when you were your class ring that proved your care and it still looks the same as when you gave it dear the only thing different the only thing new I've got these little things she's got you
right in you. Maybe, maybe I'm kidding about that, that surgery, but I'm very much against surgery. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I have a friend who had it. And I mean, had it. <laughs> you wouldn't have believed this job. I've known this girl ever since we were the same age. <laughs> and uh, I didn't recognize her. Now, that, that's how bad the job was. But she came up to me on the street. She said, hello, Phyllis. <laughs> she said, I have found this. I have found this perfectly divine. She can't talk very well. <laughs> divine new plastic surgery. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know how divine he is, but I'm sure he's new. <laughs> I said, well, I just love him. I think he's marvelous. And he works very cheap. <laughs> I said, I can tell you something else about him. He's left-handed. <laughs> to lunch I couldn't eat. <laughs> you are not going to believe what happens when she chews. <laughs> Nothing hits. <laughs> and she's got food all down the side. <laughs>
the hair and the muscles. But unfortunately, most comics say, well, that's the drunk to do, and they will do that drunk. And they don't see that drunk. The drunks that they don't report are cafe drunks that they see time and time again. I call them white-collar drunks. Now, the best part of these guys is not when they're in the club watching a show, is when they first come in. Because they're really juiced out of their nut. But they drugged it, they don't want to be associated with drunks, and they just walk extra cool when they work. So no one knows they're loaded, they think. They're impeccably dressed always, clean shaven, buff nails whacked out of their skull. You think I'm drunk, don't you? No, Mr. you look perfectly sober. Goddamn right I am. You just walked in here. Boy, you're a real Milton Berle, aren't you? <laughs> Television, all those jokes. Listen. I... Hey, why don't you listen to me for a minute, huh? Pretty uh, arrogant. Son of a bitch, you. <laughs> hey, I'm talking. You want to listen to you want a little trouble? You son of a bitch, I'll give it to you, huh? Got the old one, two, you'll get it. Just the old zippo bang, and that's what it is. 
What I want to talk to you about, if you'll listen, is my dog here. That way, carry that way on time. 
met him several times, and on one incident, I told him where it was one little angle I differed with him on, and that was his hard fight to keep the school bill watered down on federal aid to schools. He feels that he's right in saying no school should receive money that's segregated. I say, this is good. Tell the people in the state of Mississippi and Georgia, as long as your schools are segregated, you can't receive any federal money for schools. But he sits right there in the Congress and let them give him money to build a federal highway. So if you're going to take my tax money and build a highway in the state of Mississippi where a cat can travel 10 miles to lynch me, then get him kids some money. Did you have Well, I don't think it's really that much different. Only difference between the Negro in the South and the Negro in the North is you're a little bit safer up here. In the South, they don't care how close the Negro gets as long as he don't get too big. And up North, they don't care how big the Negro gets as long as he don't get too close. at the so-called problems we have today in America and it just frightens you to death. It wants you, makes you wonder about the intelligence level of this country and of the whole world. Racial problem we consider a racial problem could be solved tonight if one seven-headed idiot floated down here and called us earth people, that's what we would be. And Kennedy and Khrushchev would be sitting at a table five hours from now saying, what can we do with this thing? That's the problem. Everybody's fighting something and there's really nothing to fight. No real racial problem. You never heard of a race ride in the wintertime. If you lived in the state of Illinois and you decided to drive your car to certain sections of the South, where they see that Illinois license plate and underneath it, land of Lincoln, they would shoot through your car. But they won't get rid of the $5 bills that have Lincoln's picture and his name on them. <laughs> so it's amazing, this great problem we're supposed to have really don't exist because it could be solved tomorrow but we passed the buck on it he said well it's it's not me the old folks teachers hate old folks can't tell you who to marry if your parents can't teach you who to love you know damn good and well they can't teach you who to hate unless you kind of wanted to do it a little bit yourself <laughs>
Shit, ain't a nigga in the world can hold back no water when it wanna go. And they asked me, say, why didn't you warn the people? Well, shit, I couldn't be running through that water warning nobody. They were gonna find out sooner or later anyway. I worked for this white man, his name was Bud Jennings. And I worked for, he was all right to work for, see? He was all right for a white man, he wasn't. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. But he had a son named Junior. He was cockeyed. We called him Cockeyed Junior. And he was hard to work for, man, because his eyes went ever what you way, see? He said, nigga, pick that up, you know, and four or five niggas been down, see? He fell in love with this girl from Pittsburgh. I went to the depot to pick her up, see? I had a horse named Ginger. I hooked up with that. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's an acronym. This Our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hi, Mike. Hi, Carl. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time. You listen to the podcast and you watch the YouTube movie at the same time. We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm as we do first every Sunday at 2 p.m., PST Pacific Standard Time. If you're a New Jersey guy, that's 5 p.m. Yeah. Hey, Carl from New Jersey. Yeah. And we are, well, you know, that acronym is very important. We have a podcast. You just type in our acronym, L W A F L M O Y T, and you'll get Let's Watch Full Life Movie on YouTube. And we're also on YouTube, on YouTube itself with the same acronym. Wow. And you know what? Mini Radio's Comedy Festival is happening in October. She's check it out. Go to mutinyradio.fm. There's a donate button there too. Why don't you throw some bucks? You could do it at PayPal at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is this movie this week? What is this movie this week? This week we will watch The Octagon, 1980. The We're gonna watch an Octagon. Mm-hmm. Wow, one side, two <laughs> sides, three sides, four sides. Hang on, I got four more to go. <laughs> now the it's octagon. octagon 1980 the channel we like is brett koishal 
You're, you're going to find, if you find a Brett channel, you've got to be it. The <laughs> Octagon 1980, Brett Koichow. So Brett Koichow is hosting The Octagon 1980. As Carl said, go ahead to your YouTube search engine. Type in The Octagon 1980. You see a gentleman named Brett, or maybe a lady named Brett. Uh, go ahead. That is the channel. Hit the link. Hit pause when it's about to play. Move it to zero, zero, zero. When we say go, hit play, and we're all going to watch this movie at the same time. I'm really excited about the Octagon. You know, I've seen the Septicon, the, the prequel, and I'm like, oh. it really sets everything up. So I'm really excited. We have a celebrity comedian. Uh, talk to Carl with Carl's yeah. Celebrity Comedian Countdown, which has four C's <laughs> in it. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Carfero. Welcome. Hey, Carl. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Now, we know each other out there on the comedy scene. Most of the time, it's open mics, less than shows. And I think you're very new to comedy. Maybe there was a pre-pandemic time, but, uh, you know, in the in the context of things, right? It's pretty new. Tell tell me why you got into comedy, how you got into comedy, and how long are we talking about here? Sure. So uh, before the pandemic, I had one of my friends who thought he was funny come at me and say, "Hey, I'm doing an open mic. I know you love comedy. Uh, why don't you come out and uh, try it out?" So me and him, we went to the uh, the original stand in New York City. Ah, uh -huh, the original Our first one, yeah. open mic, yeah. Um, that dirty, dingy basement. <laughs> I was like, "We've made it. This is how comedy should be." And I told a story uh, about my dad, something I've told to all my friends, family, hundreds of times. You know, so I already knew that it was going to be a decent story to tell, and we got some laughs. But for us, we were like, first time we got laughs. Comedy's easy. Like it's done. <laughs> it then really is. We went, yeah. Then we went back the second week, tried actual material, and just played to crickets. <laughs> so mm. I took a little bit of time off after that, and I had to check the ego a little bit. But then, um, was that I'd laughing say, Buddha? What's that? Was that laughing Buddha? So yeah, it was uh, early on in the laughing Buddha. I don't think they had a formal uh, agreement yet with the stand. But now, if you go to the stand, it's all laughing Buddha shows right. as far as the open mic. Um, which I like those people. They're nice. Um, they let you on and they, they give you some good encouragement. Those are always good mics to do. Um, but then I took a little time off and then I really because missed it. Because of the so, pandemic? Because of the pandemic? or So that was in 2017. So I took about till uh, early 2019 to get uh -huh. back into it. I really needed some time to let that ego cool off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then I went real hard um, on comedy, going all the open mics. Uh, I actually saw you for the first time. We didn't uh, meet then, but I saw you at uh, Scotty's Comedy uh, Cove. Yeah. And I saw you do the first mic flip. And I was like, oh, comedy is more than just telling stories. This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I hit up the scene a little bit, did a couple showcases in the city, uh, actually got uh, the industry room at um, Broadway Comedy Club. I won that competition. So I Terrific. had a little bit of a residency. And then right at the turn of that, pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm a scientist, uh, former scientist, I guess you could call it at this point. 
Well, you're um, between jobs, right? Right, right. I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus. <laughs> you're educated. You are a scientist. Right. So literally, right, we hit the pandemic. I think comedy's dead. So I'm like, I might as well just double down on science because hopefully this is the only pandemic I'll ever see in my entire lifetime. Mm. I think it would be pretty good to get that on a resume. <laughs> So I did that and did then- Did you do any um, Zoom shows during the pandemic? No, I literally just said, Chris, if you're gonna do something, you have to do it all the way. Um, it looks like that's gonna be science. You know, I didn't really have a lot of connections at the time in comedy. So I didn't know who I could ask where they were doing Zoom shows, you know, uh, where the uh, outdoor shows were. So right. I, I literally just said, it's time for you to be a scientist, time to help out the community. And then I was like, I'm just having fun. <laughs> I need to get back into comedy. Now, you do a lot of jokes about growing up rural, right? Growing oh, yeah. up country. Tell me about that. Where did you grow up? How did this influence your comedy? And uh, what's the contrast now? Uh, I mean, we're, this isn't ur an urban setting, but still, <laughs> yeah. you know, tell us about the difference. Of course. So uh, I grew up in Long Valley, New Jersey, which uh, oh. if anyone doesn't know where that is, it's in Morris County, right up against the Pennsylvania border. Um, and I grew up right across from a horse farm. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty rural. Uh, I had like a quarter mile long driveway. Uh, so it's definitely different. I live in Hoboken right now. Yeah. And uh, just the, the sounds at night. I'm used to, you know, hearing like raccoons and, and deer and bear. Sure. And those things are what put me to sleep, you know? When I hear a siren, I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. got to be an emergency. Exactly. But I feel like that has definitely uh, influenced my comedy, at least uh, up until this far. Uh, I mean, the great juxtaposition between where I grew up and where I uh, am living now. Plus, I also went to school in the Bronx at Fordham University. There's just so much that an outside observer who's never experienced any of this, mm -hmm. like you can just take in. I've never experienced Ubers until you know, probably three years ago. Mm -hmm. So that whole experience is one thing that's still kind of blowing my mind. I don't understand how you could have a stranger just pick you up in a car. Now, from in Long Valley, still within 50 minutes, you're in the city, right? Yeah. I mean, and Morristown, that's, you know, I mean, you weren't so removed, right? right. Is it really so secluded? So it's pretty crazy because I would say up 